the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Tackle first. I mean, under this failed administration, under this embarrassment, this embarrassment called Joe Biden and his band of merry Marxists, that's the hardest thing to tackle. Do you want to tackle local? Should we go after Kim Fox? Should we go after how Lori Lightfoot now is threatening police who are putting in for retirement, those who were qualified to retire years ago and how she's going to hold them up? Do we talk about how ridiculous it is to have a restraining order to keep somebody like John Catanzaro silent so that they can spin their lies? Do we talk about Afghanistan anymore? That's past news, right? We don't worry about what happened there. We don't worry about what's going on with the illegal aliens in the border. I've got some clips by the fill-in for Pippi Livestocking. That's priceless. $7.59 is the gas in California. It's like looking into a crystal ball. That's what you will be paying. Market's going up because it's underwritten by the Federal Reserve and poor people. So the economy's great, yet we need to print up constant more money just to stay afloat. China has a new missile that nobody can even tell if they launch it or not. That doesn't seem to be a problem to many people. Russia, Vladimir Putin is looking like what? He is now going to be a true Bond villain as he is the number one supplier of all energy to Europe. The vaccine that is not really a vaccine, the failure is insanity. Israel has new studies. It's, it's, it's truly a joke that we're still calling it a vaccine. We've got email confirmation. Fauci invested in the, f- in, 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 in the flu, the greatest asset to the tyrants that wanted to break America's back. Climate change, the tax is all hidden in this bill. These are all major, major problems. But this is part of the one weapon that will be used against us. The crisis of forever. It's always going to be this urgency. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. So when I see Don Lemon, who is a moron? Don Lemon is a moron. When I see him at a news network, which is really disgraceful, he should be just an, an admitted lobbyist for the American Marxist mafia. Try to make you nervous about a sense of urgency as if society was collapsing. It is poppycock. We are doing wonderful without these political whores and their ideas and their experiments and their lies. The only problem America faces is political because somehow these idiots have become gods among men. And when I listen to this screaming Mimi, Don Lemon, it's, it, it would be funny if it wasn't infuriating. 
I'm not just going to sit back and expect the news media to do it for me because it's not our job to sell the narrative. It's our job to discuss what you are doing. And yes, part of what's in it, but it's not our job to sell your agenda for you. They are not selling their agenda. And the only reason that I am so enthusiastic about this is because our democracy is on the line. I don't our democracy, you you moron, is a republic and it's been overthrown by your party of fascist pigs. That's why you have business owners that can't open their business. That's why you have people being intimidated by two-bit morons like Lori Lightfoot to put an experiment, something that admittedly doesn't work, and yet they're going to double down and make people forced to put it in their body, and now we're going to do the kids too. There is no democracy, stupid. Nobody voted to let your band of mafia figures called Democrats take over every aspect of our life, you imbecile. But here he is, and Don Lamon is good for, what I hear, 14 million a year? I don't want America to lose its democracy. I don't want America to be a country of minority rule. And I don't want America to be a place where black and brown people like me, whose ancestors fought and died for the right to vote, are restricted from going to the voting booth. That is the most un-American thing to do. This lie is particularly infuriating. I have never heard never heard of a qualified voter being denied the right to vote. In fact, in Democrat hubs where they incentivize cheating, like where I vote, I pull out my license on purpose where I used to vote. I'm no longer an Illinoisan. I would pull out my license on purpose and a frenzy would, oh, we don't want to see that. We don't want to see that. So in the Democrat mafia districts, the same ones you used to put this dementia-ridden, diaper-wearing embarrassment, Joe Biden, into the most powerful office in the planet. You're still going to be able to cheat the vote, Don Lemon, you scumbag, you idiot. You're still going to be able to fraud the vote. No one's going to question when over 90% of registered voters in these Democrat mafia hubs all go for one guy. Nobody's going to question it. After all, that's how this imbecile sits at 1600 Pennsylvania now. What you're railing against is states like my new state, states that want to ostracize scum like you. We don't want you here. We don't want you stealing our vote. That's what you're upset about, is that states of conscience, states where good people are, where people who don't want welfare, don't want communism, want to make sure that those people who are moving here, we're making sure they're not the Marxist scum that you've organized to move throughout the country. We're making sure they're not the illegal aliens. That the Biden administration is strategically flying to very important districts to simply cheat and fraud the vote. That's the truth. That's why this little moron, this screaming Mimi, is hyper. Because he doesn't like that they may obstruct their plan to steal all the elections in perpetuity. So I have this platform that I have now, and I'm speaking very passionate about it. Democrats, get your butts in gear and get passionate about saving this damn country. You're not doing it. You're weak. You are weak. You are weak. That's it. Two good night. And Thank you and go. good night. And he went home. He had a drink with an umbrella in it. And he complained to some other fella how everybody's stupid but him. Everybody's stupid but Don Lamont. That's what he did. Went home. 
he had some drink with pina colada, an umbrella in it, and said, can you believe how stupid these people are that they don't want to surrender to the most corrupt body of individuals to ever be in office? And I don't just mean Democrats. I mean all of them. I mean all of them. But what's happening with the Democrats is particularly annoying. Now, Merrick Garland, Chicago's very own Democrat scum, thank God this buffoon never was a Supreme Court justice. So here's Lemonface, Merrick Garland, when asked about the border. He pleads the same thing the mafia figures would plead when questioned. I remember watching the Gotti trials in the 90s. I don't know anything about telling Sammy to bull to go kill those people. I have no idea at all. I want to talk about the news we received yesterday uh, that uh, we've seen the highest number of arrests of uh, people illegally crossing our border in the history of our country. 1.7 million arrests this year. Um, It is a federal crime to cross the border uh, outside of a uh, port of entry, is it not? Yes, it's a misdemeanor. That's true. Well, it's your a job to prosecute federal crimes. How many of you are actually prosecuted of that 1.7 million? So the Justice Department doesn't make those arrests. Those are made by Homeland. No, no, but but the Justice Department is responsible for prosecuting them. How many are you prosecuting? I, I don't know the answer to that. None. Just like Kim Fox, the greatest asset to every scumbag, gangbanging, drug dealer, carjacking roach on the planet. Just like every Democrat prosecutor they work for the criminals because they have a plan it's those criminals that are their base in every instance i'm i'm somebody who normally i'm for very very easy immigration but i do want to know who they are i do want people here who will not be roaches and a drain on our welfare system i absolutely do but i don't want americans that are roaches and a drain on our welfare system. In fact, I want my America back. That doesn't reward you for being a scumbag. That prosecutes you when you break the law. I'm a radical. I'm a a kook. I'm a right-wing kook who simply wants the rule of law equally for every single person in this country. That now is hate speech. Ooh, hate speech. In the meantime, when you ask these unqualified people, who are put in very important, what used to be important positions because of their genitalia or the pigmentation of their skin. Can we, can we at least call them what they are? Clueless morons. Morons. Thanks, Green. So the year Joe Biden was born in as president, promising a more humane immigration system, is the same year that an all-time record 1.7 million migrants have been detained at the southern border. Is that a coincidence? Can I just interrupt for one second? If they're detaining 1.7 million, I conservatively, can you double it or triple it to how many are getting in without being detained? I think you could probably times it by 10. And you'd be real close. But we're still going to hear that number, right? 11 million. 11 million illegal aliens. Try 40 million. And I think you'd be closer. Thanks. So um, thanks for the question, Peter. Um, First, uh, I'll say that DHS will formally release its uh, monthly September operational update uh, sometime soon. So I'm not going to go into uh, get ahead of that or go into the numbers. I think that's what you're you're mentioning uh, right now. No, you haven't gotten the lies yet. You haven't gotten the cook numbers yet. See, here's the reality 
of what we're facing. Every number that's released to us by the government is a lie. It's reflected in their policies. If we were doing half as well as so-called the Biden administration claims we're doing, we wouldn't need any of the money. We would be in utopia. But one thing they've learned is the people that are dumb enough or corrupt enough to vote for them don't give a rip about the truth. They just want to hear the lie. And they got plenty of that. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Why are cash-out refinances such a big deal right now? Uncle Ryan tries to teach me something. I will say one thing. You know, I really feel like right now might be a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I've been doing this for 18 years now, and I've just never seen a market where the rates are so low and values across the country have skyrocketed as much as they have. That combination, um, I remember one couple in particular, they were looking to do some home improvements at the house, but they were worried about their payments going up. Well, with rates being so low and them building up so much equity in the home over the last few years, we were able to get them the cash out for those home improvements and their payments actually went down a little bit. Every single situation is different, but it does happen more often than you think. So it definitely does not hurt to call. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. Analyst number 1330. Ryan Vreka, Analyst number 65233. For all licensing information, go to analystconsumeraccess.org. You know, I think about all the people out there that are Democrats, that are well, want the welfare system to grow. I think of all of the excuses. And then you realize what one motivated American capitalist can do. One motivated American capitalist not only created a better product that existed, thinking, if I just make it better, it'll make me rich. And it did. It's called my pillow. Simply remade the pillow with better materials, and it allowed him to build a company to spawn over 110 products, employing tens of thousands of people, bringing satisfactions to millions. That's a capitalist, as opposed to the roaches who want to put their kids in school for free, want to eat for free, housing for free. Mike Lindell says, no, I'm going to make the world a better place. So I didn't just stop with the pillow. In fact, he's now changing the game with a six-piece towel set. The set's made with American cotton, USA making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing that soft feel you look for in a towel. I like the seafoam green. I just feel it's a better color. I love it. It makes me feel very dry. I use the washcloth. My wife says I should wash the towels more, but we'll discuss that later. The set is made with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths, typically retailing for $110, but for a limited time, for my listeners, $39.99, with promo code LIBERTY. So Mike knows a Democrat isn't buying it. You heard me right. $39.99, but only for a limited time, and only if you use the promo code LIBERTY. Call 1-800-489-0201. Use promo code LIBERTY. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure to use the promo code LIBERTY. 1-800-489-0201. LIBERTY. The United States has killed Osama bin Laden. Hours after that announcement, the White House leaked that it was SEAL Team 6 that carried out the operation. Al-Qaeda placed bounties on the heads of all Navy SEALs. Then, just three months later... Extortion 17 requesting permission to take off. A U.S. Army helicopter carrying many from SEAL Team 6 and others entered the Tagi Valley. That's all flash, team flash. 
Pete Buttigieg skipping down the hall every time I hear it. I love it. Christine Shanahan McGovern. She is running for the Illinois State Senate in the 18th District. She claims to be a Republican, but we will decide. Christine, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Do your siblings own a lobbying firm? No. Does your husband own video poker gaming rooms? All started with the political mafia boss from Gold Rush Gaming. No. Are you sure you're an Illinois Republican? Yes. All right. All right. <laughs> Always have been. <laughs> All right. We'll just check it out because that seems to be the uh, the modus operandi for the upper echelon of the Illinois Republican Party. I wanted to know what is the Illinois Republican Party doing to help you? Well, you know, right now, first let me kind of start how all of this started. Um I'm not a politician. I'm a business owner. I'm a mom. I'm a community member. And, you know, this chaos started about two years ago, as you know. Um, And and from the very beginning, I knew that this was going to be about division and control. This has nothing to do with the pandemic. And the elected officials in my area have proven this over and over and over with their decisions. You know, way back when, a year and a half ago, watching the news and the words essential and non-essential coming up, it, it really it triggered me, per se. And then when Prickster came out and said that his farm was essential, that was kind of one of the tipping points for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so through that, Reopen Illinois and, and closing down our businesses, um, it, it, it's just causing division. Even my own alderman, I live in the 19th Ward in, in Chicago, he had a town hall meeting, and he told us, the constituents, to turn in the businesses that were courageously staying open. It's just, it's about a purposeful division. It's about, you know, right and wrong, good and bad, good and evil. Um, you know, I, I participated in the, in the Back the Blue rallies, too. My neighbor here is a Chicago police officer, as many of my neighbors are here in Mount Greenwood. Mm-hmm. And there was an incident at Columbus Statue. And my girlfriend's husband was hurt with a cocktail bomb with his vision. And the mayor didn't ask how he was or check on him, but she made sure that she put out a number so that the looters and the criminals could make a complaint against the police. You know, there, as you know, there's this huge attack on the police. Um, And because of this, my neighborhood, my district is suffering. There's an increase. We just had a carjacking two nights ago. Um, There's robberies. There's, there's assault. It's uncanny to my area. Um, and we actually have a, a small rally coming up on Saturday on 111th and Kedzie to protect and let the police know, hey, we're on your side. But not only is the crime a happening, you know, you can see the increase in crime and the attack of the crime. 
um, and the attack against the police. And it's it's just to divide. It's to um, take common sense out of the equation. And they're attacking the police now again because of this vaccine. It has nothing to do with the vaccine. It has to do with making our neighborhoods unsafe. Um, you know, that's one of the reasons why I'm running, because the crime is just crazy. And, and the education, I'm a, I'm a substitute teacher besides owning a, a real estate company. And what I see in the classroom, I, I'm appalled. And the CRT is very real. The sexualization of our kids is very real. It is grooming, you know, which goes on to the next path. So how are, how, the abortion. Are gonna, how are you, and I mean this seriously, how are you going to fight against this when you're the Chicago population writ large is directly opposed to everything you stand for in an old-fashioned America. When your neighbors in Chicago have sat there, for the most part, elected Democrat after Democrat after Democrat, and now the chickens have come home to roost, and yes, I am quoting Reverend Wright, do you think there's still enough good people that want to go back to principles where I see you were in the Girl Scouts. Do you think there's enough people that in Mount Greenwood or in the area that's voting for you that actually want the Girl Scouts to be with girls? Or do you think like, you know, I'm going to give you what I think. I think that the Chicago Democrat wants to see all of these old traditions destroyed from you name it to Girl Scouts. And the guy's name is Billy in the Girl Scouts. So I don't. Do you think there's enough good people in Illinois left that want a fiscally conservative woman who stands up for principles of Americanism to be their representative in Chicago. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I mm -hmm. think that there's two types of people right now. The people who are fearful, who are um, the liberal loonies, I like to call them, and the people who honestly are fearful to speak out their truth because of attacks that's going to happen on them. That group is growing immensely. I can tell you I I've received so many phone calls and text and encouragement, hey, we're on your side. And people even said, I can't come out publicly, but I'm going to support you and support you behind the scenes. Um, but now is the time where people have to come out publicly. And, and I think that there is a movement. I think that people are trying to see, and finally I'm encouraged that they can see what's going on in our communities. Hey, when crime is happening and it's increasing and your neighbors are getting hurt, how can you side with what's happening with defunding the police? No, you can't. Listen, this isn't a common. This to me isn't a common sense issue anymore. Of course, your positions are traditionally aligned with law and order, right and wrong, Americanism versus fascism. But your Democrat neighbors support the tyranny of people claiming to be liberal the entire time they are forcing them to inject themselves, their kids, to close their businesses, to stay in their house, to not see their family, and they completely are supportive as they destroy the only barrier between you and predators known as the police department. So, I, I listen, I'm with you. We're simpatico. However, I don't think there's anybody left in Chicago, especially in, in those areas that have voted Democrat historically for the last 70 years, which arguably Mount Greenwood has. Yes, and, and last election there was definitely a switch to, to uh, more red. And even now, with the path in the last two years, people are saying, I'm, I'm switching teams. I am going to vote Republican because I cannot honestly agree with anything that is happening. Um, you know, the, our governor said, no, I'm not going to raise taxes. Of course he's going to raise taxes. No, if you wear a mask, you're going, you know, everything's going to go back to normal. If, if everyone gets vaccinated, everyone is safe. 
no one believes what is happening now is for the better of everyone in Illinois. Um, I think that when you have to pay people to go online to cause conflict, there's an issue and that people are finally seeing the truth. I, I have total faith. I, I think that, that God is getting into everyone's hearts now and can see that it's time to take the shift. You know, I have a slogan. It's, it's rise up for change. We need faith. We need family and we need freedom. People can see that their freedoms are being infringed upon. Um, I think that there are some who are on the left who, like I like to call them the liberal loonies, they'll never change their mind. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, there's nothing you can do with that. And nothing will change their mind until something impacts them greatly, where their family member gets hurt or there's a crime or, or they lose their job because their businesses can't, you know, sustain what's happening because there's, yeah. you know, with, with all of this, with, vaccinations, you know, with the Aurora Hospital, they just let go of over 400 people. And, you know, the narrative, like, you know, is they're trying to say, hey, the hospitals, you know, are above capacity. They're not above capacity because they don't have enough employees working in there. Um, huh. But I, I want to make a suggestion. You. Question. I want to make yeah. a suggestion. No, don't give them the virtue shield of liberalism. Don't call them liberal loonies. You need to call them what they are. They're Marxist mafia members. And that is something even they agree, their constituents agree with. They know it. They just went in the, on the mafia. So here's another question I have for you, and it'll go back to when we first started talking. Don Tracy is the head, the chairman of the Illinois Republican Party. Has he reached out to you to help you in any way? No. <laughs> Jim Durkin has a... Bunch of siblings, all lobbyists. Has either him or his lobbyist siblings reached out to you to help you in any anyway? No. Okay. Um, that's this. That's depressing, wouldn't you say? But I bet you they're going to reach out to me now. So thank you for that. Well, anytime. But when they do, would you let them know that I know they're frauds? Would you let them know that I know they like being in second place because they raise money on the on the backs of people like you in order to put up a fight and then they don't disperse or help you in any way and they keep the money? Would you let them know that I said the only difference between them and Mike Madigan Mafia is they chew their food with their mouth closed? Could you do that for me? I will. All right. Thank you very much. But and, I will uh, say on a, on a positive note, there are plenty of other people in the Republican Party that have reached out and are helping me. Um, I think that, you know, like you said, are there enough people out, out there who can make a difference? And there are. And it's, it's the grassroots. It's the people who say, okay, enough is enough. Um, you know, I, I am aligned with so many different organizations that have the core and have the, um, the creativity, the financing to help different people. But it's going to take everyday people like myself to get behind a candidate and to work and to canvas and to make the change because, I mean, you, honestly, you can't do it by yourself. There's no way any person like myself who doesn't mm -hmm. have a political background can honestly, realistically do it. I'm humble. I need help. I need all the help I can get. All right, um, so I'm on your site right now. Give me the name of the site so the people can go on it and help you because the Illinois Republicans certainly aren't. After all, they're too busy counting the money from their pot dispensaries and their video game machines. It's www.mcgovernforillinoissenate.com. All right. One more time, because there's people that are old out there. Give them their name. www.mcgovern, 
M-C-G-O-V-E-R-N, or IllinoisSenate.com. Well, listen, you are the, exactly the kind of person that we need to turn things around. You are exactly the kind of person that I'm excited to talk about and, and, and the only kind of hope Illinois has. And I wish you luck, and I wish that I'm wrong, because I have no faith in those people who have, as recently as a couple of years ago, voted Democrat. To me, if you can't see it, you're in on it. And that would explain a lot of the Illinois Republicans that refuse to come to your aid. So thank you very much. I wish you the well, best. Can, can I say one other quick thing? Absolutely. You the faith thing. I can say that there is divine intervention in this, because through the Reopen Illinois, when the churches were closed, I aligned with the pastor in Inglewood, um, Pastor Thomas, that, uh, you know, I went to his church. Um, we, we've done a lot of things. He's been strong. And another pastor, uh, Pastor Anthony Wilson, who, again, stayed open during the pandemic, there, it's those those people and those congregations, and the church is failing. The church is failing right now, and they are not standing to, standing up for what is right. And um, that is huge as far as if you're going to get something done, you need to have the faith. I have the faith. And also, I'm having a Halloween fundraiser this Saturday. Ooh. And, um, yes, it's going to be costumes. We'll have costume. Uh, Wonderful. Uh, it's at Roadhouse. Roberts Roadhouse at 9090 South Roberts Road, Saturday the 23rd from 7 to 10. Yeah. It is um, $50 at the door, three hours of open bar, food, DJs, dancing. It'll be fun. You think anybody's going to dress up like Lori Lightfoot? You, you want to hear something funny? I actually was going to do that, and um, I was told that that would come out negatively if I did that. So now I'm Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh, Wonder Woman. Very good. Well, yeah. Whatever you do, don't let in Dr. Awardy. Because all that poor thing needs is a candle in her mouth to be a jack-o'-lantern. Listen, I want to thank you very much for joining me. I truly appreciate it. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Who signed the 3% cola on the pensions that are bankrupting Illinois? That big dummy. Parallel parking champion of the forest preserves, Jim Thompson. Moron. Who put the toll system in? Ogilvy. Republicans. Republicans. Three years ago, I went to a talk at the uh, Chicago Union League Club. Who the hell knows? A bunch of phony erudites walking around like they're scholars of anything but corruption. As they had a talk with that Pat Brady scumbag lobbyist. You remember Pat Brady, the Illinois Republican who endorsed Biden, the scum in Illinois, who saw what Democrats did to Illinois and Chicago, and he, in, he endorses another Democrat. The Illinois Republicans are the problem. The corrupt Marxist mafia, the one that allows Pritzker to put hotels next to O'Hare and all the rest of it, that's just business as usual. They wouldn't exist if there was a fight, an honest fight against them there is no honest fight in the sewer of illinois none i hope to god that girl wins i hope a lot of other republicans that stand for something win but the ones you got now suck they stand for nothing but second place because they know it pays real well and they get to set up their siblings as lobbyists and play the game and hold the pot dispensaries and the gaming in their little pocket like two-bit gangsters. I see them for what they are. They make me sick to my stomach. At least the Democrat mafia lets you know they're a mafia. The Republican one tries to hide. 
So when the head of the Illinois Republican doesn't reach out to people like that to try and put a fight up against the failure, that lets you know he's profiting from it. But go figure, he's another slip and fall scumbag lawyer in on the scam too. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. start with some good news american airlines southwest airlines the ceos say they don't want to or that they will not fire employees over federal vaccine mandate you know why they were suing them that's the answer get together with your workers that don't want to bend knee to the feeble fascist in diapers and his administration that want to articulate an argument about your right of property over your body and fight them. When they come for your kids, fight them. Sue them. There's always going to be a lawyer that'll help you. Sue them. You're going to have to weed through some scumbags, but you'll eventually find one. The 80-20 rule, 80% live in Winnetka, drive Mercedes, fool around with their secretaries on lunch break, and pretend to be lawyers. Not them. Avoid them. Keith, Arlington Heights. Hey, Ben. What's going on, Sean? How you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Hey, uh, you know, I'm convinced. Most politicians, Republican and Democrat, they're not there to really help the people. They're there to set themselves up for the big one. But when someone that, that you know that has significance comes along, like a Trump or a DeSantis, they, de- they demonize them because they're not really there for change. I mean, you could... With, with, with half a billion dollars, you can just clean up most of these inner cities right now. But then that would be the solution to the problem, and they don't want that. They don't want the solution. They want the problem. The problem is what lines their pockets. And, Keith, I think it's it's obvious to say when you have career politicians who amass a net worth of $50 million, they're crooked. You don't need a forensic audit to figure out that some moron making $170,000 a year cannot – Make $50 million. Can't happen. When you yeah. see an alderman yeah. who's driving around in a $130,000 car, living in a million-dollar condo, they're crooked. It doesn't work. I mean, what we need, Keith, is honest people who are victims of this failure and this corruption to say enough is enough now. Enough is enough. And yeah. the only restrictions yeah. in this country, the only ones, they're not supposed to be on you and me. They're supposed to be on them. Yet here we are, the most powerful people in our society are the supposed representatives. It's, it, that's how you know the system's crooked, Keith. The good news is you identify it. And by you telling four people, three are going to listen, one listens, it's better than nothing. And hopefully, maybe before you and I die, we could turn this around. I appreciate the call. I appreciate you listening. I mean, think about that. Let's go through the average money in Congress. Let's go through the senators. 50, 60 years, these feeble morons walking around with the pens on worth $500 million. Let's listen to Nancy. 
She's got some wisdom. I always like when this dummy talks. It's really refreshing. And I keep waiting for her forehead to wrinkle, but it can't because she's got more Botox in it than half of the North Shore. So yesterday morning, you said some of the reporting about what was in and out of the bill was not accurate. Is that because this bill is still in flux? And does this have to be pre-baked with the Senate before you present it? Does everything have to be nailed down with the Senate and with Manchin and Senate? Whatever it is you think I said, what I was saying is that instead of covering what is in the bill, uh, you all seem to be on a jag about a few people. Ninety-six percent of the House and Senate Democrats support the president's proposal. You would never know that to see the reporting in it. But that's your that's your work. You do yours. We do ours. Uh, I'm the, you, you, you couldn't possibly misrepresent because it isn't it isn't uh, done yet. Uh, and and it will be because now we have to narrow the scope and uh, and we are in the process of doing that. What's a jag? What is that? Some some 1930 flapper talk, flipper talk. What, what, what the hell is she talking about? But I like the part where she says you can't possibly know what's in it because we don't we don't have our stock positions on yet. There's the intellect that amassed five hundred million dollars right there. Brilliant, isn't she? Smarter than any hedge fund manager. Anybody, any Wall Street, any algorithm, she's made more money than 99% of professional investors, Nancy and her dimwit husband. And you don't think the system is corrupted? Better wake up. Tom in Blue Island. Sean, how you doing, buddy? Good, Thanks for you? taking the call. So she doesn't even care. Merrick Garland's on the Hill today. One of these guys actually had the nerve to ask him, you're supporting this CR." You're supporting this CRT that's going to go around and teach everybody that Whitey was the destruction of the American society. And Merrick Garland acts indignant. His family, his daughter's husband, is making millions of dollars on the paperwork and the infrastructure of the textbooks. Tom. That's going to teach this stuff. And he's, he's how dare you, Sean? How dare you ask him? How <laughs> You just did, you. you just did your first radio segue, Tom. Congratulations. I always felt good when I did mine. Where is it? question is, the thing that has concerned many of those parents that are showing up at these school board meetings, the, the, the very basis of their objection and their vigorous debate, as you mentioned earlier, is the curricula, the very curricula that your son-in-law is selling. So to millions of Americans, I mean, my constituents, I was home all weekend, I got an earful about this. They're very concerned about that. Subpart E of that federal regulation says an employee of the executive branch is discouraged from encouraging engaging in conduct that's likely to affect the financial interest of someone close to them. Discouraged. Not illegal. They're discouraged. Oh, don't you support a policy that makes your husband worth 500 million don't you create an agenda that makes your short in the pants son-in-law worth tens of millions don't do it see that's discouraged illegal illegal is in prison that's what it should be your your son-in-law your daughter uh clearly meets that definition and and so the question is uh did did you follow that regulation did you have the appropriate agency ethic official look into this did you seek guidance as the federal regulation requires this memorandum is aimed at violence and threats of violence I understand There's that but no did you, did you see, excuse me response. did you seek 
ethics counsel before you issued a letter that directly relates to the financial interest of your family? Yes or no? This memorandum does not relate to the financial interests of anyone. It's a And that's legalized theft. That's legalized corruption. And it will go on in perpetuity because his short-in-the-pants son-in-law, that's the way he became worth millions, and his father-in-law paved the way because that's Chicago clout, political clout. Take a look at Barack Obama and his lovely dainty wife and how they amassed a fortune of hundreds of millions. What did Barack Obama invent? What did Barack Obama contribute to? Yet look at his inter his inner circle. Look at his inner circle. I even heard that that slimy, skeevy Tony Resco right back in action. This is legalized corruption. And people out there wonder why I call him a mafia. You think the mafia are two guys named Vito and Tony talking about a spread on Monday Night Football? That's not the mafia. This is a mafia. It's against I take that as a no. I take that as a no. Memorandum is against violence and threats of violence. I will, will you, Mr. Attorney General, will you commit to having the appropriate ethics designee review the case and make the results public? This memorandum is aimed at violence. No, about your son-in-law, you ferret-faced, lying, corrupt bastard. Violence and threats of violence. I understand your talking point. You're not answering my question, Mr. Attorney General. With all due respect, will you submit to an ethics review of this matter, yes or no? There is no company in America or hopefully no law-abiding citizen in America who believes that threats of violence should not be prevented. There are no conflicts of interest that anyone could have. According to you, but sir, with due respect, that's the purpose of the federal regulation. We need objective third parties to review our activities. You don't get to make that decision yourself. It doesn't matter. You're the top, you're the chief law enforcement of this country. This No, no, no. You're a gangster. You're a two-bit third world gangster oligarch scumbag. So reap it in while you can. Reap it in while you can. Because in this life or the next, you're going to pay for this kind of corruption. Because this can't be tolerated. This cannot be tolerated. But you know what this is? This is business as usual among Democrats. Pick a municipality. Pick a city, county, a state where these mafia figures rule. This is commonplace. This is how they make the world go around. These corrupt scum. 312-642-5600. Looking for trouble? Just look right in my face. I was born standing up and talking back. My daddy was a green-eyed mountain jack. Man, oh man, I love that son of a gun. Loved him. I was a kid. When I heard he died, I cried like a little girl, like Pete Buttigieg. Crying. Terrible. Still miss that son of a gun, but I listen to his music still. One of my favorite Pandora channels, no question about it. Because you know what I loved about that era? Men of that era, men and women, wouldn't tolerate this scumbag like Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland. What the hell kind of name is that, Merrick Garland? It's like his father knew he was going to be a jerk, crooked son of a gun. First sentence of your memo, very first sentence, you said, in recent months, there's been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, threats of violence. Yes. When did you first review the data showing this so-called disturbing uptick? So I read the letter, and we have been seeing over time threats. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't ask you. So you read the letter. That's, that's your source? So Is it me, or does he sound like Catherine Hepburn on speed? 
Let me be clear. This is not a prosecution or an Is there some study, some effort, some investigation someone did that said there's been a disturbing uptick, or you just take the words of the National School Board Association? Well, the National School Board Association, which represents thousands of school boards. The union mafia, the communist hammer and sickle union mafia that has indoctrinated our children has perverted our children, has exposed them to the kind of chaos and violence, you cover up, Merrick. You cover it up. Are you aware that Loudoun County failed to report this sexual assault according to state law? And are you investigating this? Again, I'm sorry. I don't know anything about this case. He's the only American in existence that doesn't know the transgender freak raped and sodomized and brutalized a freshman in high school. He doesn't know. I didn't know. It's like, it's like an episode of The Simpsons, only the people are a little uglier. What do you mean you didn't know? You didn't know about the rule that allowed perverts to go into the little girl's room because they had a skirt on. And you didn't hear about the vicious rape of a 14-year-old girl? You didn't hear about it? Where were you, Merrick? Were you with your son-in-law having lunch on the company credit card? Or were you out buying a new boat? Where were you, Merrick, you ferret-faced con man? Are you aware that the Virginia General Assembly, run by Democrats, voted for and Democrat Governor Ralph Northam signed a bill allowing schools to refrain from reporting instances of sexual battery, stalking, violation of a protective order, and violent threats occurring on school property? That's why we need more Melrose Parkers. My little girl comes home, you tell me this happened, you think I'm calling the police? Oh, no, 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 no. The guy in the skirt... Is calling the police. Is the FBI investigating how this may conflict with the Violence Against Women Act or conflict with your own domestic terrorism uh, efforts? I don't know anything about the Virginia legislation. Like John Gotti. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. I was in the Ravenswood Club. I don't know. A guy said hi. Next thing I know, he's dead. I don't know. I don't know nothing. You con man, gangster, ferret face. Do you agree with the following statement? As a father or as a cabinet member, Quote, you don't want parents coming into every different school jurisdiction saying that this is what we sh- which should be taught here and that this is what should be taught here. Look, the Justice Department has no role with respect to. The Justice Department is corrupted. It is an apparatchik of the Mar- Marxist mafia, and you are one of their favorite henchmen. This is the Fourth Reich, and you're talking to, I don't know, pick one of those scumbags in the Hugo Boss uniform. What curriculum is taught in the schools? This is a matter uh, for um, local decision making and not for the Justice Department. And we are not in any way suggesting that we have any. I would note that that statement was by a Democratic uh, gubernatorial candidate in the Commonwealth of Virginia. I would note that there are a number of other issues of concerns. The Virginia Department of Education, what's being taught there and the fat, the lack and the total failure of Loudoun County of reporting all of these incidents that have occurred in Loudoun County public schools. We know what's being taught there. You're teaching kids. How to disrespect not just our own history, our own beauty of America, liberty, freedom, the unalienable rights of the individuals. You're, talk, you're teaching them how to hate each other and preach your Marxist BS, which turns corrupt scum like you into gods among men. That's what you've done. That's why the school system that everybody gets all aggravated about and all the, all the scandals of the, the, the contracts that are phony and fixed and rigged. There's only one way to break it. I give all the parents in the world the credit that want to go and argue against people who think you're morons and who care less what you say. I give you credit in the world. Really, wonderful. Good for you. The real way to break it 
is take your kids out of this indoctrination camp today. Today. What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? All the information to make your kids five times as smart than letting one of these union communist fat slobs, no offense to you skinny ones, indoctrinate your kid and turn your little junior and your little Sally into Marxist robots spewing talking points. That's what you got to lose. Get them the hell out of there. You see, what more evidence? This is the beauty of COVID. There was one benefit to it. One, it exposed all parents to exactly what is going on in the indoctrination camps. The government indoctrination, re-education camps. They're not actually educating your kid how to think. They're indoctrinating him into what to think. And that's the only way they can keep their scams going. And you see it in Chicago. Those poor bastards that went to CPS, they think it's normal to have this kind of corruption, incompetence, and failure that Chicago calls normal business. Business as usual. They think it's normal. It's not normal. And if you want it to stop, take your kids out of the school. By the way, with the taxes coming, if you're working, what are you going to lose? Nothing. Nothing. You're better off going on the welfare Biden government cheese and teach your kid how to be a free man. That's what the Soviets did. They taught their kids, and they helped them flee the Soviet crush of life itself. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. Bang, bang. I shot you down. Bang, bang. You hit the ground. Bang, bang. That awful sound. Bang, bang. I used to shoot you down. Suspect shoots a man at Logan Square, kills him, Logan Square Busta, and kills another man in Hermosa carjacking. Suspect was seen leaving the last shooting in a brown Buick Encore. Oh, really? You're 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 carjacking people for a Buick Encore? So here's a here's a little tip for you guys out there. It's a CPS student. You could buy one for $83 a month, moron. No need to kill people. Definitely. Did they yell mutual combat, Kim Fox? You peanut head moron that you are. Chuck Dullivan. Hey, you were talking about the boy in the skirt. When you watched that first video about how the father was trying to tell them what happened to his daughter, that heavy set woman who resigned already, if somebody came into a bathroom with her, uh, a regular full-grown guy with a skirt and did what they did to that girl, she'd have had a different tune on her voice that day when she was trying to... I, I think she was making fun of him. And the next thing I'd she like to talk to you about... They are making uh, fun of does, I, Well, he, they make fun of him, and then they grabbed him, and they knocked him on the ground. I couldn't believe it. I was like, yeah. I can't believe this is even going on. I, you can't write this stuff. This yeah, is so first crazy. of all, nobody nobody's going to... Gonna, gonna, going to rape that woman what is she going to wait around an hour while the viagra kicks in she's not even on the pervert level but go ahead what else you got the next thing i wanted to say was i was talking to this one kid he works for me on saturdays the farmer's market and i stopped by his house today and i asked him like, how was school what did they teach you today and everything he was sort of telling me and i said what'd you have for lunch yeah. uh, uh chicken parmesan he goes you know we don't have to pay for our lunches i go what he goes, we don't have to pay for our lunches. Everything's free this year. Everything's free I'm all like, the what, time. Well, how I, 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 you kids, yeah. children, where, where's this money coming from? Don't worry, Chuck. They got it. They just keep printing it. You I mean, you really have been off no, the grid for a while. During COVID, they, the school was closed. The kitchen was open. Kids would just go there to get meals up to five people. What are you, 
Sorry, that's news. Welcome to Utopia. This is how what it looks like. Steve in Willow Springs. Hey, how are you today, Sean? Good, Steve. How are you? Hey, so the uh, the AG civil rights attorney, her name is uh, what is it, Kristen Clark, mm-hmm. and uh, Dick Durbin in the in the confirmations referred to uh, her in a way that uh, would be the uh, the former AG of uh, Ulysses S. Grant, who went after the Ku Klux Klan. So, I mean, there's a really archaic that Durbin had actually planned on putting her in to go after parents who were protesting CRT. Absolutely. That, and, 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 and the reference to the KKK is a reference to parents who resist the teaching, the moronic teaching of a theory of a racist, a failure who as an excuse because he didn't get the job, the only thing he could come up with wasn't that he was a failure and not worthy of hiring, but that the people who made that decision were racist. This is it is mind boggling to me that they admit, number one, it's 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 merely a hypothesis of a moron, but that it is now the word of 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 what law, the word of education, and there's no resistance to it. And if you resist it, you are somehow a racist. These are people who are indicting people they know nothing about. They don't know who I love. They don't know what my history is with people of all colors. They don't know anything, but they're very comfortable saying, if I resist this, I'm in the Klan. When the reality is, what is Dick Durbin? Dick Durbin is somebody who looks at a group of people and doesn't think they're equal, so he panders to them and he bribes them to vote for him. Hopefully these people can figure out the real racist is the pasty, white, fat, derriered, little Dick Durbin rather than the guy who looks at them as an equal and a man and just wants them to compete with him. Thank you, Steve, for the call. Welcome to the Democrat Utopia. We are calling America. Are you aware that Loudoun County failed to report this sexual assault according to state law? And are you investigating this? Again, I'm sorry. I don't know anything about this case. Are you aware that the Virginia General Assembly, run by Democrats, voted for and Democrat Governor Ralph Northam signed a bill allowing schools to refrain from reporting instances of sexual battery, stalking, violation of a protective order, and violent threats occurring on school property? Is the FBI investigating how this may conflict with the Violence Against Women Act or conflict with your own domestic terrorism uh, efforts? I don't know anything about the Virginia legislation. Do you agree with the following statement? As a father or as a cabinet member, Quote, you don't want parents coming into every different school jurisdiction saying that this is what we sh- which should be taught here and that this is what should be taught here. Look, the Justice Department has no role with respect to what curriculum is taught in the schools. This- How wonderful it is to pick and choose who to go after. What it must be like to be a God among men deciding what is right and what is wrong rather than having law be the shield of all men. Because if it was... This hateful, despicable so-called theory would never be tolerated. Commitment to social justice, that CRT research isn't just satisfied with describing the world as it is, but it is about intervening in that world. Not dissimilar to what Marx once said, that philosophy has hitherto described society. The point is to change it, right? Marx. These are admitted Marxists. Now, in a society that ridded itself of slavery up until the government turned us all into slaves. In the shortest amount of time of any country, ironically, slavery still lives in Africa and the Middle East. In a country, in a society, in which minorities of all races 
all religions and all creeds have become wealthy and successful and lived glorious life. This Marxism from, what, 1865 is now being infiltrated into your children's ideology, being taught by teachers who have done nothing their entire life. These pseudo-intellectual, self-described erudites are good for nothing, and they hate it in a capitalist system that recognizes they're good for nothing. They like Marxism, where the self-described intellectuals get to be gods among men. You see a theme here? They're trying to overthrow freedom because it is their enemy. That's why COVID was their greatest friend, the greatest weapon. And the future needs to go back to freedom and liberty and Americanism, or we will go through the normal transition of all Marxist failed hellholes right up until the genocide. Because what little Dick Durbin and his cohorts really have for anybody who opposes them, is contempt. Contempt enough to take away their money, their freedom, their property. Do you think it's a stretch to take away their life? What is violence? We've experienced it over the last 20 months. Violence is taking a man's living away from him, taking his freedom of mobility away from him, taking the freedom of his opinion away from him. That's what tyranny is. And now you're hearing from the pseudo-intellectual scum the whole time profiting their own family about how righteous they are to tolerate the rape of a young girl in the name of social engineering. You're dealing with some evil, evil scum here. Kira Elgin. Well, Sean, I was listening to the news on your radio station. They were interviewing Pritzker, who said his job is to keep me safe. So I actually called his office, and on the very first ring, a woman answered and said, Governor's office. And I said, oh, hi, can I talk to Governor Pritzker? And yeah. she said, no, but he's eating a message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he said she would give him this message. I said, can you please tell him I don't need him to keep me safe and yeah. for him to go to Missouri or Indiana and see how things should be done with no masks and no uh, vaccines and, and learn from that and get back to us. And then I said, could you give him that message? And she said she would. So what do you think, Sean? I think it's he's going to laugh at you. They're going to laugh. She took the envelope and threw it away. They're waiting to play naked twister after they grease him up like a turkey on Thanksgiving. That's exactly what they're going to do because the whole damn thing is preposterous that anybody would listen to this necklace, butter-handed, trust fund loser who now has become a god in Illinois, taking away the freedom and the property of righteous men and women. It's outrageous to me that this can even happen in America. Outrageous. And here we are, as they're going to deem you will comply, like the Fourth Reich, imitating the Third Reich. Thank you very much. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I come back. You give me fever when you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight. What songs this kid is on. A top NIH official admitted in a Wednesday letter that the U.S. funded so-called gain-of-function research in Wuhan, China, and that the U.S. non-for-profit, which conducted it, EcoHealth Alliance, led by the controversial, controversial, he's a two-bit fricking backman, Peter Daszak, fa- failed to report. Really, did they fail to report? So now here, our Congress 
gave him five days to comply to turn over the documents that basically say, yeah, uh, we paid to create it. Steve, on the south side. That's what burns me, is that Pickles Fauci, remember that exchange with Rand Paul? I said, Dr. Paul, excuse me, but you don't know what you're talking about. Paul or uh, Pickles denied that they were funding gain of research, and now it comes out, oh, yeah, sorry, we did. Yeah. But he lied to Congress. They he should all go to, to jail. Congress. Go to jail. Yeah. And you know what else I now want? We're short. I, want, I want IRS to do a forensic audit of Pickleface Fauci's assets. I'd like to know what he's got. What do you think yeah. of that? And we're short in the pants. We're short in the pants won't even answer the question about what he's doing. It's like these all these circus shows when they do the five o'clock news, they, they choose whatever they want to play. Nobody's gonna know that the NIH found funded gain of research and that Pickles lied. Nobody's I gonna mean, know about it. You know, Steve, I love the call. You were right about everything you said. You know what I don't like? You've got all my nicknames and my phrases exactly right. It's making me very uncomfortable. Those are mine, damn it, but you can I'm use loving them. it. Thank you very much. I appreciate <laughs> it. Brian Westchester. Hey, Sean. It's failure to report, but did they speak to one another about the issue? That's no. the question. The Chinese if wall. There's nothing on right? paperwork. What? Chinese wall. Chinese wall. You know there how it goes. There you go. Yeah. There uh-huh. you go. And I've got a Chicago Bears revenue stream for you. Actually, Arlington Heights Bears. Would you pay for the tape of Mayor Lightfoot going through the gate like an ordinary citizen and having to open up her purse at the request of some junior college 20-year-old inspecting bags at the new Arlington Heights Stadium? I would pay for that tape. I would First of pay. all, the turnstile would hit her in her receding hairline. Secondly, I'm pretty certain she doesn't carry a purse. Something tells me there's a wallet in that back pocket. But I like your optimism, Brian. And uh, I wouldn't pay to see them do anything. The only thing I would pay to see uh, Lori Lightfoot do is get her makeup done. Because I want to see the magician that pretends to be a beautician. Eric in Marengo. Hey, Sean. Yes. Uh, so my basic thing is I watch and listen to a lot of news radio. I listen to you every day when I get off work. Oh, and you, my problem is that people keep using the word vaccine. When this shot does absolutely nothing to stop people from getting or spreading the virus. So if people stop saying vaccine, maybe people will stop feeling like this can do something. You know, you keep telling uh, cops, oh, you got to have this shot. To not Eric, spread the virus. Brilliant. You're brilliant, and you're right. I, I mean, I started my show yesterday. It's it's not a vaccine. If it were, their greatest fear would not be people who are unvaccinated. They're admitting that it doesn't work. It's not a vaccine. But here's what we're up against. So I think the, that, that that's what we need to do is people need to stop using that word. Handy, everybody, take that word off of your TV screen. Do not the, use the word vaccine anymore. Call it the shot. Call it whatever you want. If you're scared, go get it. But for don't 70 force years. To take something that does not stop okay. any kind of transmission. I agree with you, Eric. But for 70 years, for 70 years, the American communist, the American Trotskyite, the American Marxist has flown under the symbol of liberal. And right now, today, you're going to have very prominent people keep referring to the fascist scum, the Marxist, the obvious admitted Marxists, as liberal. The, the, the deception is in the word. So I agree with you, brother. I want to stop using vaccine, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to do no, it, even, but I have to reference the commercials, it. The commercials on your radio station, 
goes to commercial. I know it's not you or anything, but yeah. they say, oh, the COVID vaccine. It's not a vaccine. If it's a vaccine, then, then it's a valid it would stop point, spread, but, but let's it doesn't. go easy so, on the commercials. I have quite the lifestyle, brother. You understand? That's how Sean makes money. Come on now. Take it easy on the commercials. But no, he's right. His broader point is right. See, the, the deceptor has to lie to your face in order to get your complacency. Because if you knew about the Marxism, about the corruption, if they admitted it, nobody would go along with it. After all, we're still America. But they've managed to taint 50% under this deception of vocabulary mischief. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. on the line, Robert Curry, who serves on the board of directors at the Claremont Institute. He's also an author of the book Common Sense Nation, Unlocking the Forgotten Power of the American Idea, and he writes at American Greatness. Robert, how are you? Glad to be here. Thank you. Robert, we've got some good news before I get on to your article of American Greatness. It looks like both the CEO of American Airlines and the CEO of Southwest Airlines are walking back their fascistic mandate to the employees, all due to a threat of a lawsuit. Do you not see that this might be the way for even Chicago police to fight back the tyranny of a half-pint would-be dictator named Lori Lightfoot? Oh, boy. It's, it, you know, Americans have to stand up. The federal government was originally designed to defend the country and deliver the mail. Um, that was the original idea, and the idea, that, you know, that putting everybody under Halford, house, uh, the, the Dr. Fauci putting everybody under house, house arrest and making people wear masks and get vaccinations, uh, that was not what the founders had in mind. You know, Americans um, are going to have to have to refuse to go along with this, and I'm so proud of everyone who's risking so much to stand up against what is really. Uh, American American fascism, which is which I like to call Fauciism, isn't that true? Um, you know, I always believed that if, in, in the event an American fascist were to usurp a very powerful office, that ultimately, if challenged, I believed that socialism and Marxism and communism were would win in the courts of a nation that was founded on the Enlightenment. I mean, this is, you know, we see these arguments. What we're really arguing is the concept of the Enlightenment. Is a man entitled to his life or is it somebody else's? And um, I'm optimistic when I see that the, the tri- it didn't even have to go to, to trial, that the CEOs recognized they were going to lose this case and lose it big. And I know that historically we've been unable to sue politicians. But is that because it's an agreement or has that been written in our law? Can we sue directly these fascists that they are? Can we sue them? I'd like to sue them directly. 
you know, I am. You've caught me on a on a on a point where I'm not absolutely clear. But we absolutely the what we have to do is to find all the ways and exercise all the ways of making um, people accountable. I mean, Fauci needs not only to be thrown out of his fancy job, highest paid in the, in the federal government, but he needs to be. He he has committed crimes. Uh, there's no no question about it. Uh, uh, crimes in in the, in the bureaucracy by funding the research in uh, in China, and um, and criminal negligence. I mean, he he needs to be sued, and I think he needs to be taken to taken to criminal court too. Yeah, well, you know, when you have um, a system where we have um, a guy like Merrick Garland at the Department of Injustice, when you see yeah. throughout the country that these Marxist apparatchiks have been placed in prosecution positions of the state, of various states. And you see that they're breaking the covenant of what government is. Government is there to protect the innocent citizen, to guarantee the rule of law. And you see that it's being undermined from the very people who are in charge of enforcing the law. What is, there has to be a certain recourse, either than, you know, rather than just waiting for an election. The um, you know what, what's happened the situation you know what a great you're, you're you're putting me on the spot in a very good way Sean thank you oh thank you I would <laughs> think I think that the that sometimes I think that the greatest things that President Trump did for us is to make it absolutely clear to anybody who's willing to see that the mainstream media is in cahoots with these people and that it's really just the propaganda wing of the of the of the very people you're talking about the Democrat. Mm-hmm. Not just the Democratic Party, not the Democrats, but the, but this crazy leadership of the of the Democrats, and that the other thing that he that he showed us is that the this same party, the same band of band of people who are using the Democratic Party for their own gain, that they have in place. Here's a favorite word of the Democrats: infrastructure. They have the infrastructure in place to steal an election, even an election that's overwhelmingly going uh, against them. So we now, I think anybody who's got their eyes open can see that they can't trust the press or they can trust the press not to tell the truth, you know, yeah. and, and that, and that we have a, um, a bold and brazen uh, uh, political infrastructure that's perfectly willing to steal an election to, um, to continue to be able to um, get away with the kinds of things they're getting away with. So, I think that making those two things clear may be his greatest contributions. If so, what that might mean is that the American people, it's still our country, you know, wake up to the situation. And, and uh, you know, really, in one sense, it's been our fault as a people. We've allowed these kind of people to get into these positions and to take advantage of these positions and to use these positions against the, the innocent and the decent Americans, uh, you know, it's uh, and what's going to, it's what it's going to take is enough Americans to say, hey, wait a second, this is this is not what we're this is not, this is not who we are, and and put an end to it, and it can be done, but it needs to start at the local level, you know, with the school board and your local representative, state and federal, and we need to we need to uh, you know clean house, and we can do it, but it takes enough people to wake up to the need and, in fact, to the urgency that we do it. 
So your late, latest article in American Greatness, I have to admit, you stumped me, and I am a movie, I like to consider myself a movie aficionado. I have not seen The Way Back. Uh, can you tell me about the movie? Oh, you know, somehow, me, you know, here you and I are very interested in films, and this one went right past us. This is a wonderful film. It's a satisfying and fun and, and well-made an excellent film that also speaks deeply about the founder's idea of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It tells the story, it's based on true events, of some men who heroically escape from the gulag in Siberia and walk all the way to India, to, to liberty, to freedom. And it's, it, what's so beautiful about it is, without saying life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, it shows that these are real and there are the, 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 the our right to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness is inherent just as the founder said it was it's part of what makes us a human being and when these people make their 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 bold bid for liberty it, it doesn't need an explanation they don't explain it they don't doubt it and you won't either it makes all the sense in the world to you that somebody would try to do that the only question the movie raises is are they going to survive the attempt and it's a story well told, but if you watch the movie with the founder's words, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness on your lips, it's like this is like a revelation of, of, the, of the deep existential truth behind the founder's claim that we have those rights unalienably. It's a beautiful movie. You know, to me, a, a, a rich life, I'm a capitalist and I'm an entrepreneur, and people think that I do it for money. What I do is because I'm trying to take advantage of freedom. The money is a yeah. byproduct. Yeah. I have always assumed that every human being sought to be free. I have been confused for years as to why anybody would support a system that guaranteed slavery and servitude by just calling it a, a welfare person or a person indebted to, to, to government. We've got history where every time a socialist agenda, every single time it's been implemented, it has led to failure and misery. Why is it you think so many people are ignorant to what exactly is happening and therefore calling for their own imprisonment by supporting fascists, Marxists, socialists? Well, here in America, there's a simple explanation. It's been done in the schools. I mean, we, Trump has helped us understand, hasn't he, of the kinds of things that our kids are being taught, the kinds of anti-American and, um, and anti-market things that they're being taught in school. When you, you know, uh, my whole cohort of friends who went to the University of California with me, they're all, you know, solid socialistic, communistic, um, you know, radicals. Um, so... And I don't blame them. I went through the same same education. Um, I just managed to get a little bit lucky and 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 got uh, you know got schooled in the school of common sense. I went into business, and I and you know, I know this sounds it'll sound crazy, you Sean, but I tried to be a business person in California, which yeah, meant that crazy. my problem, my competition wasn't my competition. My competition was the state of California, which was doing everything it could to put me out of business. That taught me. What, um, what I wasn't taught at the University of California, 
and my friends didn't have the school of hard knocks, you know, common sense training I did. So they they voted for Biden. But uh, but uh, it it you have to be the you know the uh, communists believed if they got the kids young enough they could make them communists. Well, that's what the um, American education system believes too, and that's what's happening. You know what troubles me with California? Not just because I I, I love the state in in its beauty in what it used to stand for. It has produced yeah. some of the greatest conservatives in American history. My, my favorite philosopher is Eric Hoffer, the longshoreman philosopher. And when right. I watched him back in the 60s when he would do his interviews and when he released his books, he always said that the intellectual in America would never be able to become the fascist because the ordinary man loved his freedom so much. Yes. Over the last 50 years, it seems to me that the ordinary man is hell-bent on giving away his freedom. Does California... See, to me, as California goes, is the way of America. It really yes. seems to be that we are following them into failure, into socialism, and into despotism. Is there any hope for California to pick its head up? Are there still some people left there, in your opinion? Oh, I think there are a lot of people here in California. In fact, in fact, I think, you know, one of the things we have... What the what the what the Democrats want to do is is get the voting system uh, that we have here in California, you know, national. That's what HR one and HR four are about. You know, we have, I mean, the the you know voter fraud here is so um, so open and blatant that you you can't not see it. Um, I think we have, um, uh, I think we have, uh, there are parts of the state that are so solidly conservative. You know, no, I'm not talking about Hollywood, but I mean, mm -hmm. there's. I think that the um, that if we had honest elections in California, the the makeup of our elected official, the profile would be very different than it is. Very different. And um, we've watched uh, we've watched our local um, uh, you know a congressional uh, district be messed with in so many ways. Uh, you know, we used to be this used to be a solid Republican area. Uh, we're now left, uh, uh, you know, electing leftists that are just of the most frightening sort. Um, um, partly done with gerrymandering, which is really fair, and you know, it's fair. It, you know, in, yeah. the, in the American system, most dangerous word. There's a lot language. been, lot been done, lots done with fraud. Um, I was a as a kid. My cousins, I mean, they were they were disciples of Bruce Lee. One of the favorite things I'd like to do is, you know, study his culture as a young kid, and we were all involved in all the fighting skills and everything. And and one thing I noticed, um, not just about Bruce Lee, but the American Chinese um, immigrant really despised Chinese communism. You've got yes. in, in California an extremely large population yes. of, of Chinese relocation uh, communists. Yes. Why do the American... Californian, why do they ignore the warnings of the Chinese, of the Venezuelan, of the Soviet Union people that escaped it? Why do they keep ignoring the warnings of the people who fled communism? Well, if you lived here in California, you might have a little bit of a sense of of how how um, how um, oppressive what passes for the news here is. You, if you can, you know, if you meet some of these people, these, these people who are refugees from you know, from communism, boy, they can they can really they can really convince you if you need convincing. But boy, the cameras, the microphones, and the cameras aren't given to those people. You know, um, you have to you have to um, 
actually encounter them. And and under the Fauciist, um, you know, uh, COVID nonsense, people are not having much human contact here in California. In Florida, you know, their life is pretty normal. But here in California, people are shoved into isolation. And uh, and I was in Ralph's yesterday. It was so sad. There was no one in the store except me not wearing a mask. And when I came in, they do. They did what they always do after I come there a few minutes and the announcement comes on and reminds everybody that they need to wear a mask, you know, which, <laughs> of course, I don't listen to. But, uh, but you know, that's – I mean, that's how – you see kids riding down the street on the way to the beach in a mask. I mean, it's very oppressed here, and there's nothing, and there's nothing anybody talks about except COVID and in a yeah. deep belief system. So uh, everything else has been crowded out. People aren't finding out about how this is like living in the Soviet Union. They're just obeying this oppressive, constantly repeated message wherever you go. And the real American thing to do, in my opinion, is to stand up for your freedom and to practice civil disobedience, which is really what you're doing. You're not causing a problem. You're just simply not complying with the fascism. So I... I want to tell you, that's why I love you. I love having you on. Robert Curry, author of Common Sense Nation, Unlocking the Forgotten Power of the American Idea. And by the way, I never miss you in American greatness. So keep it up. I love your stuff, okay? And I love you too, Sean. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for having me on. All right. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Diamonds are forever. By the way, I was going to talk about the new James Bond movie, which I saw. Let me save that for tomorrow. So the girls are making fun of me. As I said, I love Robert Curry. But I have to tell you, sometimes I slip because what I what I love is people like that, like me, like you. This is an ideological war. This is about the Enlightenment. I say it over and over and over again. But it is about people who love to be free, even in the face of the problems with freedom. In freedom, you can fail. No question about it. But in tyranny, you can never succeed. Never. We are fighting an ideology of oppression, of fascism, of tyranny. I hate that. I hate that. I want my grandkids, my kids, generations yet unborn, your kids, even the kids of the idiots, the idiots that vote Democrat. They deserve what America was built on. Freedom and liberty. And anybody that fights that, I love them. I do. Not in the Pete Buttigieg, take me home and buy me a Bentley way, but in the normal way. Phil, Homer Glenn. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, how are you? Hey, I just wanted to mention that uh, the airlines that you spoke of earlier, American? I worked for one of them, and right. the airlines have not pulled back their mandate. Well, listen, I just read this in an article on on Drudge, and it actually is an article on CNBC. So, brother, they're not telling you, but here's the other thing. I had a girl call me, her husband, and an affiliated, worked for Kohler in Wisconsin. They're doing the same thing. I really do believe, Phil, they're afraid of the lawsuit. So just take it into into your own uh, group that this is a real article, and they are afraid. Whether they're letting you know or not, they made an announcement from the CEOs. So if I were you, I worked for one of them. Yeah, I'd get together with your guys. I'd call your union. Is your, I, I've always been curious to ask a union guy this. Is your union fighting for your freedom, or are they trying to knuckle you under? 
uh, I believe they're trying to knuckle us under. Isn't that something? After all those years, all those dues, all that communist BS they spew from the podium, they don't have your back at all, do they? Well, no. I'll tell you what, Phil. Get a couple of your guys together, review the article for yourself, and um, walk in with it under your arm tomorrow and throw it in the face of your supervisor. And if not, Phil, don't worry about not having a job. I mean, it's, it's, you think it's easy for me to say, you know how many times I had to drive home stone broke, tell my wife we got to do it all over again, honey? That's what you do. And uh, it's better that than knowing and admitting that you'll do anything they tell you. So I wish you the best of luck, yeah. kid. Stay strong. I appreciate it. Take care. Right, Take care. See, that's what I mean. I love that. I love that. Are you unbiable? Or are you willing to buy the lie? To me, this is obviously a lie. Lie, lie, lie. And they just want more people in on it. Because that's what—that's the only way they can be safe. Because if more people question it, if more people think, then the next thing you know, they'll start thinking about the money. They'll start thinking about the lies of their promises of utopia, of social security, of all of it. Then, then what they have is the unwillingness to go along with the corruption, the Keynesianism, the self-enriching to the political pimps and whores that we call an economy. Let's tear it all apart. I say we tear it all down. 312-642-5600. Great song. I'll tell you, I feel like the show just started. I can't believe this is the last half hour. We had a caller that dropped off. Him and his wife worked in the healthcare field. They were fired because they wouldn't capitulate. They got a jo- they both got jobs in Tennessee. That's called winner winner chicken dinner. Congratulations, your quality of life has skyrocketed, and the likelihood of you being shot in the temple on the way home has drastically dropped. Nick, University of Chicago. How's it going? Nice to be on the show. It's my first time here. So socialists talk about how capitalism capitalism is the root of all evil. And really, I believe it's misunderstood that our government is organized in a system that is government-induced corporate totalitarianism, whereby the government uses subsidization, taxation, regulation, and, and litigation, in order to, and, and thereby eradicating the checks and balances in place through the free market, essentially a system where government picks winners and cho- the winners and losers. My question to you is, what is the solution to transition from this government-induced corporate totalitarianism to a classic capitalist society that preserves free market economics, and provide citizens with the most freedom and liberty. Reject the corporatism, prosecute the participants in the corporatism, and demand in capitalism, because the the economic system that you speak of, our American economic system, has been so tainted with Keynesianism, it cannot be unwoven. So what you need to do is identify it, prosecute those people who took who took actions in it and profited from it, and I mean all, all of the bankers. You know how crazy that sounds to people? But it's the truth. Because what we've allowed to happen is our attention to be distracted in the name of various boom and bust where they're saving us the whole time, destroying banking and capitalism and property rights of the citizen. So how do you unwind Keynesianism? It's a very interesting book written by John Maynard Keynes. By the way, somebody who, if you heard his real philosophy, he never wanted to promote more than 3 to 5% of revenue to the government in, back into the market. Right now, we're probably at 45%, and you cannot point to yeah. an area that is not government-subsidized. 
So it's when they try to help you that they actually bastardize the free market. And here's the problem I have, Nick. You're obviously a very smart kid. As you graduate and you move on, there is not one area of the economy that has not been corrupted by government subsidies and government manipulation, except maybe, maybe, maybe some cyber, some some trading, and that's Mm -hmm. about it. So it's going to take guys like you that already are identified at your age to demand that the insider trading of Federal Reserve presidents, not only where they say like they did today, we're going to stop it. Well, I want you to go to jail because they robbed you, Nick. They robbed your unborn kids and your unborn yes, grandkids. Sir. So what you need to do is tell your friends, this is not capitalism and America is not a free country. Yes, I completely agree with you. And Milton Friedman's Freedom to Choose, he talks about how um, in, in the late 1800s, um, the government was taking a, a certain percentage of the GDP that was around that 3 to 5 percentage mark. And ultimately, it was, it was uh, instigating a progression of our society, um, um, the advancement of lives, the advancement of life, which is awesome. And then we also see what you're saying, this, co- this corporate totalitarianism with the COVID pandemic right now. I mean... The government just seems to want to spend money on everything besides early treatments and preventative treatments. You go, you get COVID, you test sick, you, your doctor calls you with, with your COVID test, you test positive, he says, hey, stay home. When, you know, and, and I forget the name of the state in India, but the name of the state in India has used this government rollout of preventative treatments. Like, I know they use iver, ivermectin, they've used hydroxychloroquine and zinc. Yeah. And, uh... Nick, I'm going to give you two books because I really like you, and I want you to call back when we talk about the economy. You call anytime. The two books that I want to give you are Confessions of an Economic Hitman. There's three revisions to it. And this guy worked single-handedly in order to turn South America into banana republics on behalf of American interests. All right, So it's called Confessions of an Economic Hitman. And then I want you to read Return of the Primitives by Ayn Rand. And it will it will really show you what is happening and it's very intentional and that's why kids your age must fight against the american marxists the american communists calling themselves democrats nick you made my night thank you brother thank you sean have a good night you too it's always exciting when young people see the scam because here we are during our our tutelage of our our, our uh, tenure over society we've allowed the Marxist mafia, the American mafia Democrats, to destroy the principles of our economy. And now, unfortunately, the vast majority of kids his age either have to go into Silicon Valley and the Internet to hopefully create something that they can make money on, or bend knee to a corrupt system to get a contract with a government oligarch, just like the Soviet Union, just like those banana republics, our own government worked to destroy in South America. None of this is an accident. Now, can you correct it? Yeah, but it's going to take your knowledge and your will to fight off the lies of professional liars. When you talk about the number, we shouldn't even talk about the numbers because it's all paid for, written in the same piece of legislation. Now, the kids that will pay the cost of this bumbling buffoon in diapers as they destroy the American dollar and the American future. They're the ones who must identify this as what it is, a bald-faced lie. 
when they hear lies. Do not buy them. That's how you resist the Marxist fraud. You uh, earlier in our interview, uh, I caught the use of the word nightmare. Obviously, you're being a, an elected member of, of Congress these days. You, you're and being a Democrat means you've probably been hearing from a friends, family, constituents going, "What the heck is going on? What's taking so long?" All of this thing. Um, is this? I mean, you refer to it as a nightmare. Does this feel harder than than previous time? You've been here a while. Does now what Chuck Todd, who is an American reporter. He's trying to create that sense of urgency so you turn a blind eye to what we're actually talking about is passing a bill that none of the representatives who vote on it know what's in it. None of them. They're making it up as they go along. They're hiding future destructive mechanisms to confiscate the property of Nick and his friends and generations yet unborn because what they understand, these people understand, is the economy we pretend is doing so well. It is an absolute and total fraud. It is a welfare Keynesian soiree of deception and Ponzi schemes. And the way you break it apart is identify it and demand that these people, these people pay the cost for the destruction that they've created. None of this damn thing is legal. 2,500 pages of abuse abuse of devaluing our own currency of self-enriching self-aggrandizing whores making money for themselves and their friends just like merrick garland and his moron son-in-law just like nancy pelosi and her imbecile husband enough is enough let's do it for the kids because they're the ones who don't deserve it 312-642-5600 jump on it I didn't want to give too many book assignments, but uh, Dismantling America by Thomas Sowell. Oh, Frank, I can't stop on Frank. Used to be his kind of town. Um, the culture of corruption that Chicago is is spread throughout the nation, and it is now commonplace. We knew this. We knew this about the Biden family, Inc., and their decades-long of corruption. There's a reason that the toothless crackhead hunter is supposedly selling art for ridiculous amounts because it's bribery. He's a bag man. It's corruption. And everybody now knows. I sort of found some of what I found hard to square with this folksy image of Joe Biden um, and the story of his family. Uh, there were a lot of dealings over the years, really going back to Joe Biden's first term in the Senate, uh, that raised questions at the time or raised questions in hindsight about whether they were getting favorable treatment or... Mm -hmm you know, taking sweetheart deals from people who uh, had an interest in incurring favor with Joe Biden. Not just the union corruption. In 1982, Joe Biden bought the DuPont mansion while bringing an income in of $70,000 a year as a senator. Hmm. Makes you think. I mean, he didn't even wait like the Obamas did to get paid off on their corruption. He also lives seaside, which is another reason you don't have to worry about climate change jerry Southside. yeah so uh the reddit army the ape army is trying to take on some of this dark pool corruption going on with wall street and they put up the giant gorilla statue in front of the wall street bull and they're trying all media is trying to push it off like it's an animal rights thing which i think is a joke and then they're trying to put in legislation to go after the reddit people for talking about the fraud on the internet which i think is a joke i'd like you to comment on 
And then two other things I'm sure you'll enjoy. One, I'm going to read your book about Ayn Rand. Uh, I hope Atlas does shrug at some point. Yeah, and the other part is I work for, I run projects for the city on a routine basis. I negotiate with gangbangers for a street tax so we can work in our neighborhood. And the alderman encourages it. That's sickening. That is sickening. And, and at least three different areas. Damon and Madison, I'm there right now. And, and Alderman told me to please oh, work it out with them. Uh, yeah. It's worked out to be two grand a month, which is about the cost of one poll. Just... And on Ashland, as soon as I crossed 47th, a different sect got upset. And then we had to go negotiate again because they started flipping over sidewalk plates and, and threatening to damage equipment. Just make sure you so go home to your family. That's the main thing. Forget about these scum. Forget about these scum. Just go home to your family so you could keep reading. And uh, you're exactly right. Here's the problem. When you go back to what the young kids uh, Occupy Wall Street were complaining about, if you listen to the root of what they were complaining about, they were correct. They were complaining about the corruption and the collusion by corrupted bankers and government to forever underwrite their failures at the cost of all the people. That's right. Those kids were right, but they blamed capitalism. That's where they were wrong. Capitalism is not corporatism. The problem is we don't have capitalism anymore, and we don't have it anymore. We've just got corporatism. And how do you pull it out? How, who's an honest man anymore? There's capitalism in, in dark areas, in black markets. There's capitalism. Very, there's very little of it left in America that hasn't been bastardized by government you want to fix america shrink government that's the problem the government creates the problems because they profit from them because the american people are stupefied the american people turn into zombies who instead of demanding their own freedom and the lack of government intervention seem to demand more of it and the corruption that the biden family represents that the pelosi family represents that notable republicans like mitch mcconnell represent I'm not for that either. In an America that was built on principles of liberty and freedom and a small government that stood in the corner and waited for us to tell, uh, tell them when we needed them, now tells people who work for the city to negotiate with gangbangers and drug dealers and criminals. They're in collusion with the criminals, whether it's in Wall Street or on Madison Avenue. The problem is there are no angels among men. And we, unfortunately, have people in positions who are the most wretched among us. The Kim Foxes who work for the gangbangers. The people who would tell an honest man, negotiate with the criminals so they don't disrupt us. The people who sit idly by. Well, developers throw massive, massive fundraisers to buy Lori Lightfoot. And it goes all the way up to Joe Biden. But we start on our own side. Let's get rid of the Mitch McConnells. Because if you don't stand for something, you're going to bow for everything. I can't believe how fast this show is. I'll be back in 21 hours. Take care of yourself. Stay away from Democrats. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.